Hi, this is Eddie Deason. You're listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall. I was Mandark in Dexter's Laboratory. Ha 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 ha. You are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. What's up, guys? Chris Rosali here, back for another Breaking the Fourth Wall podcast. I know it's been a couple days since my last one, but I couldn't resist. I had to do this one. I discovered a podcast, uh, quite honestly, through Instagram, and uh, their, their clippings caught my interest. I went and found them on Podcast Addict, and I literally binged about six or seven of their episodes before I worked up the nerve to even contact them. And... Uh, they were gracious enough to come on. I, I, it, it's an interesting topic. It's an interesting podcast. I want you guys to check it out. But to get you to check it out, I'm going to get you guys to learn about our podcasters right here and now. Let me introduce Tanya and Lily of the Engineers Who Fuck podcast. Guys, how you doing? Good. Thanks for having us on, Chris. Ah, not a problem. Really appreciate it. We're excited to do this. This is our first interview. I hopefully it's not your last either. Um, <laughs> well, obviously the first question I've got to ask is because of the fact, I mean, even in the name engineers who fuck, what was the basis or concept that, that made you guys say, let's do this style of podcast. Like what inspired you to do this? Well, I've always wanted to do a podcast. I've been thinking about doing different topics uh, the past few years so I was actually going to do like a really lame like GRE word one when I was studying for grad school. Uh, but I don't really think anyone would listen to that. And uh, Lily and I just have, uh, I think, really good chemistry when we talk. So I thought this would be a really fun one to talk about. And then people don't really talk about sex that much. So I thought it would be fun. Yeah, it also is like engineers are really one dimensional um, and specifically like women in engineering. So we just wanted to add like a little more context and flavor, I guess, to that idea well th- that was something that that generally uh attracted me i mean when i was going through instagram i was looking for uh podcasts to to network with to, to you know kind of share content with and just the title alone i'm like that's an oxymoron of terms from from my standpoint <laughs> engineers who fuck that that's like you know 1980s revenge of the nerds getting laid oh, wait that was a movie um oh yeah you know but the fact of the matter is, and then when I heard the podcast and it's two very attractive sounding ladies talking about masturbation, I was like taken aback. I'm like, oh, wow. But it wasn't just like dirty talk. It was it was literally like digging into almost the psychology of, of, of a lot of the subject matters that you were discussing. Again, you know, is this subject matter that you two talk of off air and it just kind of bled into a podcast or was it something that was planned from the go? I would say, uh, I, yeah, it was definitely something that we've talked about uh, off air and it's just kind of, I think that's why it was so natural to turn into a podcast uh, because yeah, there are so many different topics related to, you know, relationships, dating and sex that we already talk about. So it was pretty easy. It also gives us an excuse to kind of talk about things that don't come up so naturally. 
and I like really talk about them in depth. I think it's like healthy to have these discussions, even though they're kind of um, they're kind of taboo. But I think it like actually really helps my health, uh, just like being open and discussing it. Right. Okay. Um, well, it's funny when you use the word taboo because when I was trying to plan for this podcast after after setting up with you guys. And thinking about the different uh, topics of conversation, one of the things I was thinking of is talking about how it seems like women, especially nowadays, are becoming a lot freer with their sexualities. Uh, thinking back to the days where, like, porn, for example, was extremely taboo, you know, and it was usually perverted men like me, you know, in the basement <laughs> with a dirty magazine or, or a, a DVD that you're not supposed to have that your wife don't know about. Now we have girls, you know... Uh, basically just, just throwing it all to the wind on, on chat feeds, you know, for, for likes, shares, and, and donations. And I was just wondering from your guys' standpoint, especially with trying to break the barrier of engineers not just being, as you said, one-dimensional, is that also an influence to you? Like, you see the change in the sexuality uh, of the world. I do, but at the at the same time, I, I see, you know, people are a lot more open with their sexuality nowadays, but I feel like at the same time, there's uh, kind of always a guy behind, I don't know, like most of these, uh, not movements, but like, uh, for example, like, you know, premium Snapchats and stuff like that. I feel like there's usually uh, a guy who's like orchestrating it. So I feel like there is a movement, but I feel like at the same time, it's like, still uh pretty backwards uh which is why i like our podcast because i think it's just like you know two girls talking about um sexuality freely and we don't have uh you know some guy controlling it basically yeah like a lot of um like cam girls and stuff like it's really oriented towards being fun and exciting and free and i think what we try to orient towards is just being honest and giving like a thorough opinion on something Versus, like, trying to, like, get attention. And I think that's what makes us kind of different and cool. All right. Well, no, no, that's, that, that's absolutely uh, true. Uh, do you allow guests on your show if it's just you two? Or is it literally just uh, you two for the day and, and you don't really invite other people on? Uh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that question? Sure. Um, what I said is uh, it, since it is primarily you and, and Lily – uh, having the conversations, do you ever uh, have or have you thought about having guests on just to get alternate points of view, be it male or female, or is it just uh, strictly you two and your topic of conversation? We once had a sugar baby on, and that was really fun. I think we're looking for other like um, like women within that industry, not necessarily just sugar babies, like escorts or strippers, just because, um, I don't know, I just love their perspective and their opinions. And I think like as one woman in STEM, I feel like it's important to just support women globally. So, like, even though um, our fight is very different than theirs, there's a lot of things we have in common, and I think we should be working together. So those are some guests I've really enjoyed. We actually recorded an additional episode that we never posted with a guest because we did not like the way it came out. So um, that was a guy. It was one of my friends from home. So we we, we are open to guests. Okay. All right, just, just curious. Um, for the listeners in, you know, later on when we get the uh, how you can contact and all that section. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in being a guest, send them an email and maybe they'll uh, talk to you about something. But uh, 
No, that that that's interesting, and especially because it's is that the main focus of engineers who fuck? Uh, is it is it uh, more about something that that is women driven, women positive? Uh, for lack of a better term here, a movement towards uh, women having control in in the sexuality field than it is just two girls sitting down having a conversation or what, what is the, what is more the focus of the show? I think one way to say it is like a lot of the like freed sexuality is like they're freeing it for their sexuality for other people or for likes and for money. And what we're trying to do is we're just trying to free our sexuality for us. So having these open conversations is a good way for us to express ourselves. And it's just, you know, for us and we like to hear other people's opinions and we think it's cool that people listen to us, but more than anything, we just enjoy recording them. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm, definitely. We, yeah, we know there's that this is not the way uh, that we're going to, you know, like become famous or like popular. Like we're just doing this because we genuinely, I feel like everyone in podcasts just does it because they genuinely enjoy it. Yeah. And it's about self-empowerment. Okay. That's, uh, that's actually very refreshing to hear. A lot of people I've talked to, they dream of being able to make this a, a full-time career. You know, as opposed to holding down the typical nine to five. So that that's really refreshing to hear somebody turn around and say, look, I do it because I enjoy doing it. The end, you know, but um, <laughs> what are some of the more weird topics of conversation you guys have had? Like uh, imagining trying to put these things on, say, YouTube, for example. I imagine that would be a hard thing to do with some of the topics of conversations you guys have had. That is true, which is why, yeah, because I've seen a lot of people who have podcasts uh, put them on YouTube as, like, a second way to kind of market it, I guess. Um, so I was trying to think of a way we could do that, I guess, by wearing a mask or something. One it. thing that I was actually considered, and a lot of people kind of come at me, is when I was doing one episode I was talking about when I was underage, somebody, like, had some photos of me, and they kept those photos for a very long time the extent where they were overaged and I was still underage in the photos. Mm. And I think that's one thing that I would not want on YouTube. So some of our um, subject matter would definitely transgress that. Well, as a, as a, uh, as a uh, point of interest uh, about the YouTube, uh, but not wanting to put like masks on, you don't not, just because it's on YouTube does not necessarily mean it has to be uh, a video feed, if you will. Uh, for example, when I release this episode and I'll send you the links, obviously, um, I release on both uh, audio platforms as well as YouTube. And with YouTube, it's just the audio podcast with uh, the show's uh, banner running as the, as the video part of it. So, I mean, you, you could still do audio format with, uh, with video background, uh, but just using like a, a, a graphic as opposed to, you know, your camera, for example. Just, just a thought process. Um, okay, so... Again, with some with some of the subject matters, like have you ever thought yourself when, when you're releasing them, like maybe we shouldn't have talk, th- talked about that, or listening back on your episodes, it's like, oh, I can't believe I just uh, admitted to that. <laughs> I've had moments where I'm like, God, I hope nobody at school realizes this is me. Like I've been told I have a really distinct voice, but I've never regretted saying anything for as long as it stays anonymous. What? Yeah, or as long as no one we know, uh, I guess, listens to it and we say something about them and it's going yeah. to piss them off, I guess. That wouldn't be good. 
Well, that that brings up a, a very uh, interesting point of uh, conversation. What is some of the fears of of your guys' true identities, uh, or or how this podcast would affect your 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 private life? Like, or would do you think it would reflect badly for you getting a job after grad school, or or uh, you know, uh, I, I get the point of like uh, conversations about maybe some exes that may not go over too well or something, but. You know, in the long term, is there is there a fear that some of the subject matter could reflect poorly for finishing school or or life beyond school? Oh yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I think it could, just because I think uh, society is not really at like a very sex positive point in time right now. So I think it would. And I just think our field in general tends to be really really male driven um so i think that like it's a little bit behind the curve on a lot of the sex positive stuff what what uh i'm gonna i'm gonna change direction here what made you guys uh let's let's go away from the uh that fuck part of the podcast and take a look at the engineer part what mm-hmm. made you guys decide on that as a major like or, or as a career path like what drew you to engineering Well, I knew I wanted to do something that uh, actually had a real impact on people where I could uh, directly help them. So I didn't major uh, in engineering uh, as an undergrad, and I saw grad school was a great opportunity to start going into engineering where I could actually, you know, help improve people's lives. So. Okay. I was like decided it was going to be I was going to be an engineer from a very young age. My mother's actually also an engineer and she worked on some really great projects that I was able to see as a kid. Um, So I just kind of kept doing the engineering thing. I think the big decision for me wasn't necessarily being an engineer is actually going to grad school uh, since, you know, it was very predetermined for me. Uh, And I decided to go to grad school because I just wanted to learn more. Is going to the school and 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 getting deeper into the, that career path, that that profession, is that even more what uh, made you guys say like, look, we gotta do a show talking about this because these stuffed shirts are ruining it for me. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, maybe. I mean, it's nice contrast, you know, our daily lives, uh, you know, within the engineering community. It's just really fun to kind of talk about something different. So I definitely like that aspect. Well, I know you guys haven't been on all that long overall. Um, you've got a good, pretty good catalog, but um, how has the show affected your personal lives? Like, uh, obviously, you keep a secret from your, your, your friends or possible relationships or, or otherwise. But I mean, like, uh, I'm thinking back to the days, uh, to give you an example, I'm thinking back to the days where my friends in high school used to call me a closet geek. Because I was the cool kid who hung out with all the all the cool kids. I played in a band, blah blah blah. But on Friday night, I'd be playing D and D with my friends. But I wouldn't tell anybody that I was doing that. Is that pretty similar for you guys when it's like showtime? It's like, oh yeah, guys, I'd love to go to the bar and have a drink and all that, but uh, I gotta go home and wash my hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we definitely have a set time when we record it's every usually sunday or saturday night right now we've been in quarantine so i know my mom's always like uh she's like what the fuck are they working on uh she really wants to know what it is she's very suspicious 
I do tell people I have a podcast, actually. I just say it's a solid R rating, and it's not something I'm going to share. Maybe this is a mistake. We're actually joking about telling people our podcast is something that we don't think people would be as interested in, rather than saying it's an R rating, because that kind of has the opposite effect that I want. It does. Like, last night, I was talking to someone, and I told them we had an anime podcast. Uh, But then they started asking more questions about anime, and I knew nothing. (laughs) Yeah, you got to be careful with that because if you if you do a search on on something like Podcast Addict, you'll you'll find there's a podcast for pretty much everything, because everybody's got some interest in something. I found podcasts about yarn. What? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so you do have to you do have to be careful about that. If there's an interest in it, somebody's somebody's made a podcast about it. So I think I think we're I'd thinking. Be- Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think I'd stick with the arm rating excuse. <laughs> We're starting to think about doing a D&D podcast. Because I actually play D&D, so I'm, like, hip with it. And I feel like not a lot of people would maybe follow up on that. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you should mention that. Because here here at my company, at my network, we actually do run a, uh, a live-action D&D campaign that I'm actually supposed, yeah. supposed to record tomorrow. <laughs> we are always open for guests. Guest appearance. No, I'm very familiar. I hear a lot of people like um because I applied for my Dungeons and Dragons campaign using Roll Twenty. So people are like, "Oh, are you comfortable being recorded for a podcast?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I already have one. It's good." We don't we don't use uh, Roll Twenty. We literally just pot, you know record us playing complete on yeah. system. But yeah, I mean that's exactly it. So it's it's kind of ironic you say that because I could run it by my DM and you guys may wind up as an NPC one day. <laughs> <laughs> If you want, no, no, no rush, no appointment. But uh, okay, so essentially, what is the 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 the, the future of of engineers who fuck? Uh, are you hoping to grow this, or is this something that pretty much after graduate school is going to be like, well, that was fun? Uh, I guess we haven't really talked about, it, but I definitely would like to grow it and just see, you know, uh, how successful we could make it. I guess that metric's kind of, like, uh, arbitrary, though. But by successful, I mean we'd like, you know, a certain amount of downloads and just, uh, yeah, like, a decent amount of listeners. I think it'd be cool if we switched, like, our target listener. I think right now we have a lot of men who listen, and we love our audience, obviously. Uh, but I think it'd be cool if we got more women and if we could find more people in STEM in general that would listen to the podcast and hopefully switch their lens a little bit about how they see women in engineering or women in whatever field, honestly. Um, and it's actually, I think we're at the opposite spectrum because you're saying you have a lot of people who like want their podcast to be really, really famous. I'd actually be more concerned if we started getting like a million downloads or something. I'd be like, oh my God, we're found out. <laughs> Well, that that was going to lead me to my next uh, line of questionings, which is uh, the dark side of this podcast. Because again, it is a, as you as you pointed out before, a kind of a taboo subject matter. I got to imagine there is uh, some negativity that comes to this. Either you know the Karen Bible thumper who's oh young ladies shouldn't be discussing this, to the perverted uh, as you said majority male cast who are sitting there like uh, oh they're horny. Let me send them a picture of my dick to their email. Yeah. Like how 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 often have you guys had to deal with with stuff like that? In general, I'd say uh, guys think that we are, um, yeah, like way hornier, I guess maybe than we are, or just way more open. Like I feel like they almost think that we're easier, uh, which is annoying. 
Yeah, like we freed our sexuality for them, which isn't really the case at all. Well, I think I think a lot of guys, and not to psychoanalyze, you know, myself here, but I was guilty <laughs> of it in my younger years as well. Is when a woman shows any form of interest in sexuality, you automatically assume that they're as bad as you are. You know, and uh, for most male egos, that that's like, well, if she's horny, then uh, I'm a stud for her. And of course, that's an ego thing more than anything else. But I think, I think, uh, I think you're right in that aspect. Is that that's something that needs to change in society. Just because a woman shows interest in sexuality does not mean she's interested in sex with you yeah i mean men you guys think you're so important you know like we can we can do it ourselves <laughs> well i mean i can't go that far but yeah <laughs> i'm just teasing i'm sorry no it's fine i don't know if i can go that far but you're you're you're, you're not wrong like in that aspect i could definitely agree that uh men need to evolve and stop thinking like oh she horny me me take <laughs> You know, uh, we're we're a little better than Neanderthals now, guys. Come on, but uh, with the sexual shift in the world, though, and I, this is kind of going off of the uh, beaten path of uh, of uh, the 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 porn industry or the X-rated industry, and just in relationship statuses format. And I'll ask I'll ask you guys' opinions as, as kind of experts on this, uh, basing off of my own personal views and experiences kind of look outside or looking in um back in the day especially when i was younger um guys were dogs you know guys guys were the pigs guys were dogs today it seems like women have kind of reversed that role like men were the cheaters and men were the ones that were using people for sex or one night stands and women were always the ones getting their hearts broken or or believing the bullshit that the guy was saying have you noticed that trend as well? And, and what, do you, what do you think was, was the change that reversed it where it seems like women are now taking on that, that type of, uh, I don't want to use the word deception, but. Stigma? Sure, stigma will work. <laughs> I think it's just always been a two-way street, you know. Um, it's human nature. It's not really a gender-specific thing. People can do bad things and then. It's just a reverberation, you know, once somebody cheats on you, then you don't trust anyone and you're kind of toxic in your next relationship and that makes you more toxic. And it's it's a cycle that I think everybody has now. Maybe people are more open about it. Um, maybe there's less shame in saying, like, she cheated on me. You're no longer seen as, like, incompetent as a man. People really shift the blame towards the cheater. So maybe it's just a public shift. I think it's always been a two-way street, though. Okay. I, I would say, too, I don't know, I think in general females have a tendency, they get more attached, uh, especially with long relationships, whereas I feel like guys are more interested at the beginning and then kind of like lose interest. So I don't know if I'd really say I feel like the balance uh, of power hasn't changed that much. Okay. Okay, but again, that was, some, that was something I was throwing out there just because of the fact that like uh, it's personal relation uh personal connections that i've had and i have known other people that have had it as well where when you were younger and and all we were we were the we were the bad boys you know we were out for a piece of tail one night stands you know trying to live the rock star lifestyle now you see girls kind of doing that even more so 
and you know if anybody calls them out on it like when guys got called out on it we were dogs we were you know cheaters we were you know users you know we were whatever you know womanizers i guess would be the terminology but nowadays if a woman does it it's called liberation as opposed to anything negative so it's almost like they the in my viewpoint it's like the uh the role has switched where guys are more looking for the relationship and girls are looking for the the fun time but they don't necessarily take the negative press that guys did take when they were living that lifestyle does that make sense yeah and i think that's kind of true because like you always hear like tinder like nobody's gonna match with you unless you're a girl then you're gonna have 50 matches without even trying and i do see a lot of men kind of putting some effort into relationships whereas women um, don't necessarily have to put in that effort. And it's definitely a lot easier to meet somebody, especially on dating apps. But I think, like, if you're actually talking about, like, the scientific side of this, like, women are a lot um, more likely to get STDs from unsafe sex. And in the event of a pregnancy, a lot of that responsibility does still fall on women. So I don't really know if it's uh, liberating because there are a lot of downsides that specifically hurt women, I think, more than men. No, no, I, yeah. I definitely would agree with that. And I also want to give a disclaimer for my uh, female listeners. I am not in any way, shape, or form shaming a, a woman who, who is hypersexual or anything of that nature. Um, all I'm literally doing is just getting a, a, a difference of opinion or point of view on something that I have noticed as far as a trend in, in social behavior. Okay, so don't anybody think that I'm saying, oh, a woman should be a tramp when she does that. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's also interesting because, like, the negative words to describe a dog, like, I wouldn't even, uh, uh, sorry, a guy. <laughs> sorry, I was thinking about the negative words. My bad. Um, the negative words to describe a guy, like, some of them aren't actually negative. Like, if you tell a guy he's a womanizer, that's a similar statement to, like, liberating. But the negative words for a woman, like, whore or slut, like, those, those are actually really negative, I think. Um, so I think maybe we're kind of seeing, we, we are definitely seeing a shift. There is a double standards, and there's a lot of double standards. But I think I think we're still um, more so in, like, the whore and slut phrasing of freed sexual, free women, free female sexual empower, yeah, empowerment. empowerment for women um, than we are in the, like, oh, she's so liberated, she's so uh, whatever. Well, you, you bring up a good point uh, with with the with the words like uh, like slut and whore, uh, or God forbid even the c word, which I won't say. Um, they they've always had a negative condensation. What about this movement nowadays where the women's lib- sexual liberation is almost embracing that word, uh, those types of words, you know, uh, where you can't quote unquote slut shame because slut is not a shameful thing in their in no in their their th- mind process wasn't well, it kind of uh women are taking ownership over those words so you know i think uh because they're taking ownership they can say that so it's not uh you know they can't be slut shamed uh but i still think it's very different if a guy were to say it well that, uh, that's, or- that's kind of my point of the question is like and forgive me to my listeners uh, uh, right off the bat but it, it's it's to me, it's it's kind of a semantics argument of, like, uh, the N-word, for example. It's okay when a black person uses it but not a white person. It's still a negative word. doesn't matter who's using it. 
or am I wrong in that aspect? I guess for me personally, like I just, I wouldn't be comfortable calling people, uh, calling another woman like a slut or a whore. Um, I don't see the point in trying to reclaim the world word, I guess. Like there's other ways to say that. And I agree there's nothing wrong with it. There's been times where someone's like slut and I'm just like, what? <laughs> but um, it's the same is true with the N word too. It's like, it's definitely not my job to tell people who can or cannot say that word. Um, I don't, if somebody was like a woman calling another woman a whore, I would probably not say too much. But if a man said it, I would definitely jump in a lot more. And I think it's just, yeah, I, I think it is a little more common for women to use it. I mean, do you really hear other women calling uh, other females whore that very often? I feel like that's not very common. Well, I, mean, I was in like a female her. soccer team. It was very common in the locker room. I was gonna say, if you have a, if a guy, if your boyfriend or husband has a mistress and you find out about it, I think it comes out pretty oh. commonly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's not a reclamation of the word. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Nor is it saying that it's okay to use. Just syntax you know but uh no absolutely and and guys how often do you release your podcast oh uh, what was the question how often do you guys uh, generally release your podcast as a weekly release yeah we release every monday every monday and where can people find your podcast um it's on spotify i think it's on apple to uh buzz sprouts gets posted to a lot of different things. Tanya? Buzz, sorry, I think I was muted. Uh, Buzzsprouts is where we post it, and then it's uh, distributed to all the different platforms. So, like, Apple Podcast, I think, is where we get most of our downloads. And then Spotify, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, all of those. Well, as I said, I found you guys on Podcast Addict. I, I use Anchor to, to release audio, so... I know where you're coming from. They just they just blast you everywhere. <laughs> um, all right, great. And uh, this is the part of the show where I've got to ask you guys uh, if anybody, if it generates any uh, fans or interest here, or like we talked about earlier, maybe possible guests. Where could somebody reach you guys to get more information about your podcast, or even possibly becoming a, uh, a potential guest on your show? They can contact our Instagram uh, at engineers who fuck and they can DM us. And then I believe we have our email uh, on our Instagram. So they can also email us from our Instagram, but mostly just DM us on Instagram. We also have a Reddit account that I sometimes check. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never played with Reddit. Does that generate a lot of, uh, a lot of interest in your podcast? I imagine just the, the title alone get, generates interest, but. Actually, we get banned a lot from subreddits because of our title um, is not PG-13. You'd be surprised, though. I had a friend. They just changed their, their podcast title uh, because of the fact that, that they're a comedy podcast. Uh, but they changed their title to become more friendly for, for a push to, to uh, sponsorships. But their original title was called uh, White People Ship Podcast. <laughs> and... <laughs> The reason of being is it's a funny story. They actually said that their uh, their black friend was the one who came up with the title for the podcast because what they were talking about, he would always shake his head and go, that's white people shit. 
you know so but unfortunately a lot of people took it as a, a, a negative like you know the redneck from from the south type deal and so they changed their name to reckless and rude but you'd be surprised there's a lot of there's a lot of podcasts out there that that have uh titles like yours you know it's actually a little bit unfortunate though because i was trying to uh run some instagram ads from our instagram account and we can't do it we've been banned from uh, running ads on instagram well, that's a great question. Have you guys thought about changing the title of your podcast? Maybe something a little bit more, for lack of a better term, radio friendly. Uh, we could just we could just change the Instagram handle and still run the ad. So I guess I would do that before I would change the name. Okay. Yeah, I really like the name. I think it's kind of like funny how I, I, I actually was just thinking about this. I didn't really realize it till this talk is that people assume we're men and we're not men. So I kind of like that effect that it has where it challenges people's misconceptions at the very start. And like we said, like we're not doing this podcast to be super famous or anything. We do this for like our own personal growth and empowerment. So we're definitely not looking to change the name. Well, I hope uh, after appearing on here in, in some small way, you're, you, you start noticing your numbers growing because you guys do have a very entertaining and informative podcast. I, like I said, I started binging you guys as soon as I found you, you know, uh, not just because, hey, you know, a podcast that I can interview or, or uh, mm-hmm. people I can network with. But literally, I got caught up in, in some of the topics of conversation. It's like, oh, wow, I've always wondered that type of, you know, thought process or, or wow, somebody else who thinks like I do in certain subjects, you know. And so, I mean. I really hope that uh, that you guys gen- generate something not only from this, but I wish you all the best with your with your future endeavors. And as always, I would like to o- offer an open invitation not only to breaking the fourth wall, but to other uh, venues of of Realm of the Mist Entertainment's network uh, to say if you guys ever like to come back on and be a guest, whether it be on the D and D show or or our our after hours show or maybe one of our more specific shows like maybe it had to be said with venus i think you guys and venus would get along really well (laughs) she's a female from canada and she's very open with her sexuality too Uh, (laughs) i think you guys would get along great so definitely putting that out there um i wish you guys all the success in the world and guys thank you very much for hanging out with me for this episode of breaking the fourth wall I hope you enjoyed it. If you did in any capacity, hit that thumbs up button, like, share, comment, subscribe, check out all the other great Let's Play, or yeah, Let's Plays, I'm thinking I'm doing sounds dicey. Check out all the other great podcasts of of Realm of the Mist Entertainment and our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, for your tabletop D&D needs. And if you prefer your podcast in audio-only format, you can find Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts can be heard. Guys, again, thank you very much for joining me. This was a blast. It was great to get to know you guys. And I look forward to seeing what you guys do in the future. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, it was fabulous talking to you. Thanks for all the invites. Oh, not a problem. And we will catch you on the next Breaking the Fourth Wall. Have a good night.